0: Okay, so today we have the cave of the heart, part
1: two. <laughs> and so um uh Aisha if you could lead us in the Fatiha.
2: Allah <laughs> Sidna Muhammad Shaitan Rajim
1: Bismillah Rahman irrahim Alhamdulillah Hirobilameen A Rahman
2: Rahim. مالك يوم الدين إياك Abu Thank you.
1: Um, so now, today, starting with the cave of the heart, That's, these are different ways of speaking about different ideas. Uh, this was all inspired uh, by, t- to me by uh, the, uh, the talk last week of Luca Patrici, who is uh, talking on the, these podcasts that the Ibn Arabi Society is bringing out. So as with Stephen Hurtensky, let me plug this become a member, this is where things are happening. <laughs> come, to this, come to the website, come to the society, and uh, this is where you'll find so many inspiring things about hypnotherapy. So he was talking about uh, this mysterious language, which is also the language of the esoteric hierarchy of the saints. It's the language before the, the confusion of language at the Tower of Babel. It's also nine signs or letters or numbers from which all of these other languages are derived. So the numerical one to nine. And uh, we have in our Allah, this uh, Ibrahim uh, uh We were given a citation that some of his uh, Suryani language, some of this mysterious language that he uses was you know, all of these things here. And so that these Adam and his children spoke these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine languages, and then the sky took the the form. And as long as the child is fed with mother's milk, that is ummi, based on his mother, they will continue to have this connection to this heavenly uh, angelic assembly when they dream in their sleep. So the, what, we, what I wanted to do right here was to look at the timing of this mysterious language uh, and Klaus will read for us from here.
2: Blessings to the secret heart of the universe. And you made him the basis of generosity while Adam's creation was between water and clay. You transferred him until his time period circled back to what it was before. And you made his letter better than his first. You set him upright as a slave, tractable, humble, long ago. He whispered to you in the cave of Hira.
1: Thank you. So we look at these, that single, strip being divided into two which makes a single loop with four sections so the first section is this starry night when all the stars are the guides and we're being guided by all these stars and then in when the solar islam comes out when the light of muhammad takes bodily form then this the sun drowns out the other stars and so we only see the sun, and I'll call that solar Islam. And then after his passing, we come to a new time, a third time. And so he had been invisible before, visible in solar Islam, and invisible again now. And when he's invisible, we see the solar star of Islam, which is veiled behind the earth and whose light is then shining on the moon. So we see all of the stars in the sky, and we see the solar light reflected in the moon, and only now, this is the culmination of prophecy, only now can we know that all of this light was the light of Muhammad. So that can't be known in that first part because it's invisible it can't be known in the solar islam time because all you see is one star but it can be known after his passing that he is the light of muhammad and the culmination of prophecy so these and then the fourth section will be when he is visible again and when he's visible again on the last day he will then intercede for all of his mother community which is all of the human beings who have ever been born Now we'll talk about the inner voice. And of course, everyone will have their inner voice and you'll know about your inner voice. I'll just tell you a little bit about my inner voice. So yesterday or a few days ago, I I saw this sign and waiting in a queue and so I have nothing to do but look at this sign. And so when I see this sign, I think, you know, I have an inner voice which sort of reads the sign. It's voiced and it's unvoiced. I mean, when I get to the X, do I say X or do I say cross? You know, so it's it voiced and unvoiced. And then, of course, with my brain, uh, which is trained in Mad Magazine, Mad Magazine was sort of my training. Uh, I see ped down here, which, of course, pedestrian, but it's from the Latin, you know, pedos and podos and all of that. So I say, yeah, this is ped, the foot. And that's the one thing this guy doesn't have. And he's got no feet. So I, that's my Mad Magazine moment. And then I think, also Mad Magazine, slow. Is the guy slow, or are we supposed to go slow? So all of that's inner voice. But you can see it's not intellect. The intellect hasn't come in yet. So the inner voice is going back and forth and doing all this fun stuff, and the intellect is just sitting there, yeah, this is not my kind of thing. So, inner voice. So it's not a mysterious you know, voice that people who are plagued by some kinds of schizophrenia, they have a voice, they don't know who it is. Um, if you're, if you're not in that situation, you know that it's your inner voice and you have an eye on it. You know what's going on with it. So this inner voice then, uh, we get into a situation where, so we begin to ask, where is this inner voice uh, as compared to the intellect? So the intellect is all about defining and putting an edge on things and putting a definition on things but the inner voice is the first thing that comes. And Ibn Harbi is always talking about the first thing that comes. So the prophet opened his shirt for the rain because it's the first thing that's coming, the fresh from its Lord. And Ibn Arabi talks about the first sight of your beloved is the most powerful sight, it's the first one. It's not been mediated, it's not been intellectualized. And so it's the first view, the first sight, the first thing that comes to your mind. All of these things are these firsts. And the way the Ibn Arabi uses terms like ummi, which means based on your mother, so that as an infant, you receive things first. And then umma, the mother community, is the community, the one who communicates within this communication based on the mother. So it's not a hierarchical community, it's a mother-based community. You know, all her siblings are equally loved. Talks about sir, the secret heart, and al-wajj al Khas, the special face. And we said that the special face is what every created being has. It's the place where the Torah and the Quran were revealed. So it's this cave of the heart where all of the sacred traditions are revealed. And so rain and the first thought and all that. Now, this is it. When we come to this here, the Prophet ﷺ said, While I was before the house, between sleeping and waking, suddenly I heard a sentence saying, He is one of three between two. And then a couple paragraphs down, thereupon the populated house was raised for my sake. I asked, Oh Gabriel, what is this? He said, this is the populated house. Each day, 70,000 angels are entering. When they exit from it, they do not return. And we learn more about this populated house. It's hovering over the Kaaba. So there's something about um, hovering over the Kaaba and entering in for prayer and then exiting. And of course, Ibn Abi will tell us that the Kaaba is also the house of God, in the, which is the heart. And so hovering over this heart, there is this populated house of 70,000 angels coming every day. Now, these 70,000 angels coming every day, if they came in even sequence, it would be a rate, it would be one hertz, it would be almost one a second. However, if they're not coming evenly distributed, but they're coming at different times, and there are more of them coming at one moment and less of them coming at another moment, we can start looking at brain waves, which are, I think it's called theta waves, where you're meditative. You're between sleeping and waking. So, between sleeping and waking, meditative, that's the position, that's the mode that you are in in prayer and in vicar. And so, you're in this certain kind of brain waves. If this is a time when angels are coming, then you're seeing one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, four angels every second coming to you. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four like this. So I start asking, now, does that mean that if we enter into a theta state, like the prayer or dhikr, then the angels start coming, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four? Or, is it the angels coming at us, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, which puts us in the theta state, and then I got a, kind of got the Ibn Arabi answer, yes. <laughs> so yeah, both. <laughs> so this is the idea of frequency and where we are in a particular place of the heart, this cave of the heart or this special face where the receptivity of all these messengers is coming because the Malaika, the messengers, they are messengers, they're angelic messengers. And interesting that this event of the night ascension was physical, and it happened, we're told, at six months of prophecy. And remember, Aisha said that the first six months were the dream vision. So this is why he was there at the Kaaba sleeping or or lying down to sleep when this happened. And so after those six months, he began to get prophecy modes that no one else gets, and he got all of them, Ibn Arabi says. So, those six months out of 23 years is one over 46. So, that's why prophethood is 146, is the, of the, the, the dream of vision. And so, we have that universal prophethood because we dream. And the part we don't have are all the other uh, 22 and a half years worth of prophecy that he was getting. And so Ibn Arabi said that this night ascension was the physical one. And you know it's physical because he felt lonely and desolate at one stage. And Ibn Arabi says, if you are having a virtual ascension, you will never feel lonely and desolate. That's a physical thing. And so he had after that many, many, many ascensions, but were all virtual dream. And those are the same kinds of ascensions that we have. Um, I think I am moving fast, but here we go. So back to this inner voice, the special face, and all of these. It means that you want to be ummi, like a child, as a receptive like a child, because Ibn Arabi says the baby is complete. The human-based spirit, when God created him, he created him complete, fully mature, intelligent, recognizant, someone faithful in the oneness of God, affirming his Rabubiya in the Alastu. This is the fitra upon which God configured the people. So children, babies, when they are born from their mother, ummi, they are complete, mature, intelligent, recognizant, faithful. So this is is a particular language or particular place where, let's say, I want to go and be, I want to be able to hear these revelations. I want to hear... the the way these revelations were coming. I want to go to that place. Now, the difference between me and the baby is that I'm an adult man. And so therefore, I have to have an overseeing spirit because the baby can't harm himself or anyone else, but I can harm someone and myself. And so I need to have an overseeing spirit. I can't just say, I'm just going with my special face. I'm just going with my childlike innocence and all of that. I have an overseeing spirit. And this overseeing spirit, when we are in a dream which is a nightmare, the overseeing spirit wakes us up. And Ibn Arabi says, I, I saw this, someone was dreaming, and they were about to roll over and injure the baby who was lying next to them. And he says, So they so this is the over spirit, overseeing spirit which wakes you up to keep you from harming someone. And we call this overseeing spirit sharia and adab so sharia it's a law and then adab is the way of behaving and we learn that we that this overseeing spirit is the one ibn Arabi has one experience he's leading the prayer and then he goes off into this special face area he goes off into this direct uh, vision direct unmediated of uh, relation and connection to the divine Afterwards, he goes quickly to a friend in the congregation and asks him, did I say anything wrong, bad? Did I, were any bad words coming from my mouth? No, nothing bad came from your mouth. And was, did I do anything wrong that might mislead the people in the prayer? Did I make some gesture? He said, no, you made no such gesture. And he said, I was so pleased and relieved by that. So here's we hearing Ibn Abi tell us that the overseeing spirit is what keeps us from harming ourselves and others. And this is if that, and therefore this state of between sleep and waking, this state where you are utterly receptive to the divine is one that you are always needing to have your overseeing spirit watching you. And so this is a state that can never be, you cannot take mind-altering mind drugs. Mind-altering drugs, that's not the way to go because your overseeing spirit hates to see those things happen to you and leaves. And you want that spirit to be there. And you can't do this through alcohol because that also removes the overseeing spirit and he doesn't wanna be there. So someone who is under the influence of alcohol The overseeing spirit is gone and they can't remember what they've done. They don't know how they got to where they, when they wake up, they don't know where they got, how they got there. Um, They don't know what their inhibitions have gone, all of those things. So this is why from Ibn Arabi, he's telling us, you, you want to see that overseeing spirit always there so that when you are going into these places, you have the overseeing spirit guiding you and protecting you and protecting others from you so you don't roll over and hurt the baby that's lying down next to you. Okay. And so now with this strange language, this place where you go to this special face, to the cave of the heart, there's some interesting things about it's the language. Now information theory, the idea of information, is that you have a pack of information and it transmits And as it transmits, it loses its information. It loses pieces of information. It gets, entropy happens. It becomes uh, scrambled. It's not as clear as it was when it started. So that's the idea of information theory. This language is very, very, very much different because it actually gains entropy as it goes. It gains uh, meaning as it moves from place to place. So we have the, the game of telephone or still a post or telephone Arab. <laughs> I guess that's one name. Uh, the idea that you start out with something and then each person listens and then tells the other person what they think they heard. And by the time you get to the end, of course, it's you know, completely gone. You know, the, the, the entropy, the, the solidity of the information has completely decomposed by the time it gets to the end. But this other way of speaking, this other language, it goes the other way around. In- meaning is increasing each time you go. So this is the kind of the conversation of the dervishes. When you hear them talking, one will start out with a uh, uh, a story about we were driving around trying to find a parking place and we kept driving and driving around. And then our sister said, da, 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 da. And everyone starts laughing, laughing, laughing. <laughs> it's just the most funny thing you've ever heard. And you just will remember the rest of your life. And then the next person says this and that and that. And about 10 people later, someone says, you know, it's like a, a poem from Hafiz. And they'll start reciting Hafiz to you. And so all of those things, all along there, were all meaningful because they were all coming from this special language. And no meaning was lost as, it, as they went. So let's go a little bit more in the details of this language. The poem that begins chapter two, which is one of the longest and certainly the most difficult and confusing of, of uh, chapters, it starts this way. Yes, the letters are guides leading the phrases. So he's going to say these letters are the imam, the leaders and the guides, which are showing the sentences where they should go. So letter, letter, sentence, sentence, letter, letter, sentence, sentence. By then the celestial bodies circulate In their whirling orbits in his upper messengeric realm so malakut and malak angel and malakut angelic range is the messenger or message realm because the malaika the first meaning is they are messengers so these are the realm of messages and these messages are circulating around and then they come down to these different levels in the midst of the muted sleepers and the roused alert. So you already have to use this mysterious language to understand even this one verse here. The word horse, muted, it's when you're prevented from speaking. So that means your mouth has not formed a certain way that you can speak. So this is for the infant. The reason that they don't have all the phonemes that these words and sentences and units of speech that they will have later is because their mouth is not developed yet so they are muted and the people who are sleeping are muted as well so they, they are what's happening to them does not get expressed into the, in by the mouth and if it does get expressed it gets expressed like ah like that so you someone has a nightmare and they scream out and then the next word roused or alert this one is the person who has woken up from the sleep of death, so that's die before you die. So these two kinds of people who are they can't speak because their mouth has not been developed a certain way. And then the word also means food prepared on the occasion of a birth of a child, so we're definitely thinking very much about babies right here. And so this, the Umi people, the people are as if they were babies from their mother. And then the people who have died before they died, who have woken up from the dream and say, ah, now I am awake. Those two people are the ones who are receiving these messages from the higher messengeric realm. And then I said, I was given to see from the corner of my eye the names and nouns in their hidden place. So this is the secret secret, uh, and special face which is the face that every created being has where the Torah and the Quran was revealed. And so when you see that place, you see as if from the corner of your eyes, all of the names and the nouns, which are then in this hidden place. Thus they shone becoming gla- greatly glorious to that glimpse. So looking at them energizes them to then become names and nouns. And the names say, if not for the overflowing abundance of my goodness, they would not shine radiantly upon the word being uttered. Truths of the phrases. Okay. And so if not for the meaning, the injection of meaning by the divine into all of these words, the truths of the phrases, the sentences could not come out. So remember, information theory, you have a sentence, and as it goes along, it loses, it loses coherence all along the way. But this one is different. This ha- each word is being injected with the overflowing abundance of my goodness, which is giving radiant goodness and meaning all along the way. So there is no loss of energy, there's no loss of meaning. There's in fact the opposite, there's the injection of meaning, the addition of overflowing abundant energy.
0: Okay.
1: And so this kind of, of speaking is one where the letters are the leaders and guides of the sentences. So the letters come first, or numbers come first. And then after that, sentences follow. So the packet of information is, you could say only the letter or the number, but what comes with that packet and is injected into it through time is this meaningful truths and sentences. So let's take the letter two or the number two. So ba. So the baby says ba, ba, ba. Ba-ba-ba. And that baby is ummi, comes from the mother. And so there's certain people who are also ummi, even though they're adults, but they have their overseeing spirit watching them and helping them and guiding them and protecting others from them. So that's, that's, that's there because they're no longer a baby, but they are ummi, they are speaking from the special face. And when they're doing that, they hear ba, 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 and then they go to these other registers, these other registers that the baby doesn't have, either because the mouth isn't formed that way or so on. And so you see these other register, you see the two, the 20, and the 200. So the two is ba, the 20 is ka, and the 200 is ra. So ba, 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 as the baby is saying ba, 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 The person who understands that language is saying all sorts of things, like baraka. So right there, 220, 200, baraka, the blessings. So ba, 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 you hear baraka. You hear baka, the place where the Kaaba is located, baka. You hear uh, rakaba, like the rider on the horse, and they're working together as a composition. And there's the way words are composed together. So both of them are working together and traveling together. Rakaba, you hear kabab, which is ankabab, which is things put one on top of the other into a skewer, right? So one, two, three, four, five. So you hear ankabab or kabab. You hear what else? Rabba, you hear rabba, my cherisher, and you hear rabbika, your cherisher. You hear bakkar, bakra. You know, all of these words are coming from ba 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 because ba 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 is the leaders guiding the twenties and the two hundreds, the kaf's and the ras. Okay, so this ba 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 uh, expands. It it you you don't say that it contains anything more than ba ba ba, but it expands and then meaning is coming following it as. These ba-ba-ba are guiding it. So you can be saying, if you were to take that from Arabic to English, you would be saying, oh, the blessed house in the region of Baqa, this blessed Kaaba, which is rakaba, which is composed of all of these different uh, parts which make one heart, one reality. And this is from our cherisher, our rabba. And this cherisher is the one that has blessed us with this house. You just go on and on and on because the ba 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 has guided you to see all of those meanings. Okay. Now, now this. So we, let's, we've, we looked at the four parts, the visible, invisible, the invisible, visible, invisible, visible parts of the light of Muhammad. Now we look at the, the, the time that we are in, which is a night with three parts. So when the solar Islam passes, when, the, when, when he dies, it passes away, then there is a glow in the sky. And that glow in the sky is the transmission of Aisha of the third or half of the religion. And a friend, Dr. Kathleen Oaks is telling me, gave me this imagery that in the revelatory period, everything is in flux. But the moment that revelatory period ends with the passing of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then the old forces of the Quraysh are coming back in to establish themselves. And the old forces of patriarchy are coming in to establish themselves. And so we have Aisha with no husband, no father, no brother, no son. Almost a lone force holding the fort. So she hears someone say, the dog and the donkey and the woman break the prayer. So if you're praying and you have a qibla and a dog or a donkey or a woman go through, you've broken the prayer. And she says, they're trying to equate us with dogs and donkeys. He says, when I was in, in our bed, the prophet would pray in, his, in the bed, my leg would be in front. And if when he went down for the prost- prostration, he would move my leg aside and continue. And I was menstruating at that time. And then the new community after the passing, they're trying to figure out, what do we do with menstruation and women? So they say, well, let's follow what the Jewish community is doing and we'll, take, uh, we'll, we'll use their views of menstruation and women and impurity, we'll use that for ours. So Aisha hears that and says, "'The Prophet used to lie down in my lap and recite Quran, and I would be menstruating.'" So she's holding the fort, one of the very few lone voices with no man in her life, and she's holding the fort. Uh, as good a job as she did, we get to this dark period and this midnight period. And in the midnight period, the legal edifice is is coming up. So in this period, they turn around and they're saying, well, ijtihad, independent judgment. We don't want any more of this independent judgment. Its gate has been closed. The gate on independent judgment, it's closed. And then they'll say, take a fatwa from the heart, take your legal opinion from your heart. So who's qualified to do that? No more fatwas from the heart. Close that down. Write our books. This is what Islam is. This is the law. This is fiqh. And at the same time, or maybe a little bit later, the people who are more spiritual, they're doing the same thing. They're saying, oh, let's have our systems. We're going to have the man in the middle. He's the teacher. And the students, they don't know anything. Uh, And then the women, we're just going to put them to the side, out of the way, out of sight. And we'll have all our titles, and our gowns, and our nice hats, and our, all of our rituals. And that's going to be our spiritual edifice. And so they hold on that way. But the good news for us <laughs> is that it is our time. It is our time. And it's our time. We go back, and we say the hot independent judgment no one's unqualified for that you can't certify independent judgment we all have independent judgment and we say the prophet said three times take a fatwa from your heart even if the muftis have made their decision we're going to go back with that we're going to stick back to the heart is the source of our law the way we do things we find out from the heart and the spiritual edifice will say you know the days Uh, And so this legal edifice, so all we see is a bunch of men telling everyone what to do and leading the prayer. Well, it's our time now. Now it's going to be the women who are leading the prayer. And all sorts of things are going to be happening because it's our time now. And with the spiritual edifice, we're going to say the man standing in the middle, he's the master. He's going to say, do everything my way. I know everything. You guys know nothing. That's over. It's our time. The community has its knowledge and its wisdom. And the women are not going to be shoved off to the side. It's our time. And, we, and you know, it's like, thank God, because in those, that whole legal edifice, it started out this great project, and then the colonial masters came. And the colonial masters said, uh, well, what, we're going to rule you, but we'll rule you with your rules. So what are your rules? And they said, well, we used to have five imams and we have all of this law, but right now we've decided we have one imam and here about 300 pages, that's what he, that's what he told us to do. And the colonial master says, uh, and, that, and then other people say, well, we used to have you know, fatwas from our heart. And the colonial masters say, that's not gonna fly, forget the fatwas from the heart and let me have your 300 page book, that's too long. We're gonna give you divorce, inheritance and contracts. That's your Islam, divorce, inheritance, contract. You can keep that, that's your muhammad in law And so it's our time. So when the time period of the third part of the night comes, and this is the time which we are in, until the rising of dawn, the true will shine radiantly in tajjali, shining brilliant radiance, during the third part of this night, it is our time. He will provide knowings and mysteries and recognitions, in the hearts by His tajali, what the letters of the reports cannot re- provide. Okay. And so, in this third part of the night, we don't we're not using we're not doing that anymore. It's going to be very different. It's it's our time, and in our time, we're told put your attention towards Me, and empty your ears from My word, so that I will be in this recitation just as I recited it to Him, the Messenger, and I made Him hear it. So it would be me who clarifies for you my word, and I will translate for you its meaning. This is my night conversation with you. So the inner voice comes up, it's not outside of you, it's the inner voice from the secret heart, and you're hearing word after word, verse after verse, ba, 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 and you have all of a sudden the meanings are coming through one after the other, this is what it means, this is what it means, this is what it means. And it's in your language. I, for instance, have, I can't understand Arabic at all. I can only understand the futuhat when I'm reading or hearing it. And so it has to, anything that comes to me has to be in my language. And it comes in my language. I myself recite my book to them in their own languages and they listen. This is the hushed night conversation of mine. I will take charge of your education myself. So you don't have to go to the books. And the ulama and the experts and say what's you know what's my religion so i will take charge of my your education myself and i will say to you my creature i meant by this verse such and such and by this other verse such and such it will be this way until the dawn breaks so in this third part of the night we're nothing but straight education from the divine and the hadith of course is your cherisher comes down to the sky of this world so before far away now the cherishers in the sky of this world can't get any closer than that. In the third remaining part of the night, asking, is there anyone needing something that I may provide? Is there anyone turning to me that I may turn to them? Is there anyone asking forgiveness that I may forgive them? So this is our time. Okay. Okay.
2: Sallallahu (Sings) allah Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi ahmed, sallallahu allah Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi ahmed, World has passed away, Allah, Allah, lost in your embrace. High, high self has passed away, Allah, Allah, merged in your days. Midnight sun is rising, dervishes are waking, mystic cave is full of light, my heart is is alive hi hi sallallahu allah muhammad sallallahu allah yahmad allah muhammad sallallahu allah Ahmed. milk strings from your hands ya muhammad honey from your beard Hi, hi, Quran from your soul, Ya Muhammad, peace be unto you. Ranks of angels praising, dervish circles whirling. Medina is full of love. My heart is on fire. Hi, hi, salaam Allah Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi aman, sallallahu Allahu Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi ahman.
0: sure we don't hear you or baki uh,
1: baki we're having trouble hearing you um, okay let me try um, now, now we can now we better? Try find now yeah. We can, okay. so we got it. yeah okay so dwelling with us
2: will we, we are alweti hey
1: hey always on retreat allah allah tear them out there with
2: pure affection, strength flows of unity of being.
1: Ashkil to the wide open door. Resurrection now. Hi, hi, sallallahu Allah Mohammed, Salah Allah Allah Mohammed, Allah
2: Allah
1: Thank you. So midnight sun is rising. So there's a new sun. It's not the solar sun. It's veiled by the earth and it's shining from the moon. Dervishes are awaking and the mystic cave is full of light. And so my heart is alive. And so fatwa from the heart, from a living heart, this is where we're getting everything. And I just wanted to say that again so nicely. So when the time period of the third part of the night comes, and this is a time which we are in, until the rising of dawn. The dawn rising of the day of arising and resurrection and the day of calling forth resurrected and gathering. The true will shine radiantly in Tajali during the third part of this night. It is our time. He will provide knowings and mysteries and recognitions in the hearts by his Tajali. But the letters of the report cannot re- provide. Okay, so and Omar's gonna re-
0: <تصفيق> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فناداه من تحتها ألا تحزني قد جعل ربك تحتك سريعة فأشارت إليه قالوا كيف نكلم من كان في المهدي صبية قال إني عبد الله آتاني الكتاب وجعلني نبيا وَجَعَلَنِي مُبَارَكًا أَيْنَمَا كُنْتُ وَأَوْصَانِي بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ مَا دُمْتُ حَيَّةً وَبَرًّا بِوَالِدَتِي وَلَمْ يَجْعَلَنِي جَبَّارًا شَقِيًّا صَدَقُ اللَّهُ عَظِيمٌ A voice called out to her from beneath the palm tree. Grieve not, for your cherisher has provided you a revolute beneath you. She pointed to him. They asked, how can we talk to one who is a child in the cradle? He said, I am a slave of God. He has given me the book and he has made me a prophet. And he has made me blessed wheresoever I may be and has enjoined on me prayers and charity as long as I live. He has made me kind to my mother and not overbearing or mean.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Ibn Arabi is fascinated by the development of the the fetus in the womb, and he often talks about all of these stages and goes into great detail, and he said, if I had more time, I would tell you more, (laughs) and 10,000 pages wasn't enough time, but he does, he then begins to think about, you know, what stage of development would this uh, child Jesus be, so that when he comes out, he can speak, so he's very, interested in how quickly the mouth develops to allow certain speech to come through and which register these speeches are coming through. Are these difficult Aramaic words, or are they easy like, like Ana Abdullah Elohim or Allah, like that. So Alhamdulillah, thank you. This is, it's been wonderful to see you all here, Lars. So next time you hear ba, 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 you'll know what you're hearing. <laughs>
2: Great. So Shuabe, there are a um, couple of questions trying to get a handle on the overseeing spirit. Is it the sheikh? Is it the guardian angel? What about guardian angels each of us have? Are they different from guardian angels?
1: Yeah, so the overseeing spirit, uh, the example of when when, Ibn Abi had his experience leading the prayer. Um, He was worried that when his overseeing spirit wasn't there, would he have said something bad or would he have done something wrong? And so it's it's the spirit that wakes you up from the nightmare. Um, And so it's not the intellect. Um, It's the spirit that wakes you up from the nightmare. And uh, it's the one that keeps an eye on you. And it keeps an eye on you in a very gentle way. So if you're having a beautiful mystic spiritual moment, the spirit is there watching, just keeping an eye on you, but not stopping it from happening, but just keeping an eye on you. The intellect is quite different. Um, so Ibn Arabi says, we have, he quotes so uh, approvingly of the verse of the poem, uh, no, no good love is overseen by the intellect. So that means, So when you fall in love, like falling drunk or something like that. You lose this this overseeing spirit. You want to be able to fall in love and have the overseeing spirit still there. Now the intellect will be the voice that says what your mother said, there are many fish in the ocean. And so when you fall in love with someone, the intellect will say, let me see if I can deflate that person for you so that you won't go crazy. You won't fall madly in love. So that's the intellect working. And it says there's no good in, an, in a love governed by the intellect. The overseeing spirit, however, when you fall in love with someone, will say, go wild, fall in love with that person, but you're an adult and you have to make sure that you don't hurt other people. You have to make sure you understand you live in this system, in the society, and you can't be hurting people. So fall in love, go absolutely crazy, but don't hurt the other person. And don't hurt the people around you so that's the difference between the overseeing spirit and the intellect
2: but what about guardian angels how does it relate to guardian
1: well, angels? I, well i, I mean they're, they're technical the guardian angels has a technical uh definition in imanobi um i think the think the i think the thing to do it's, it's one we also call it the true self so it's your sense of self which is a kind of a true self and you can see that as a guardian angel, and we have the image of the two angels on the shoulder, you know that kind of thing there. Um, I would kind of push that towards the idea of true self. And so it's that whatever I do, I know that I will not, whatever I want, I will not get it or grab it or take it if that's going to be harmful to myself or other people. So that's the true self keeping an eye on things. And, they're not, and the true self is not saying it's bad It's bad to want things. It's not saying that. It's saying you want things, but there's the right way of doing it. So it's, in another way, adab. Adab is this, uh, the courtesy, uh, the respectfulness. And we know that the Prophet was the most of adab of anyone. His adab was made to be the finest. And so it really, this, this overseeing self uh, spirit is really the one that says, emulate the Prophet. So emulate fall, go in his footsteps then you're safe and you won't be hurting people and you won't hurt yourself
2: um, another question in some cultures um, babies say da da, da 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 what would what would be the lineage
1: yeah so uh, yeah if, if you want to look at what da 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 means you go back to da is uh, abjad is four right so 440 and f- uh, four 400 uh just give me a second here okay so da ma and ta so uh you you start when you hear da 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 you'll they they can guide you to see other words within that which start with m or start with t and i had up there briefly you saw uh this wonderful uh scholar linguist uh, linguistic scholar uh dr heba hebatala and she has she looks at all of these words and says, you know, Arabic is not some strange foreign language. These are all related languages. So she looks at kasara, to break, and she looks at kasseh in French, to break. She looks at anjara, which is to wound, and injure, which is to wound. (laughs) and So she's got all of these things here. What it's saying is that these words are bringing out other meanings. Um, And so the meaning isn't lodged in there, because then it could be every time it goes from one place to another, it would lose something. But if the meaning is continually injected in there, then we have something different. So we have ba-ba-ba, ma-ma-ma, you know, the, the, this is the movement and all of these movements. And then I hear that they're also about the middle ear is filled with fluids. And so it takes a while before the middle ear can hear certain things. So I don't know, it's, but it's, it's fascinating. It's to be looked at.
2: <laughs> um, regarding fatwa well from my heart, how to differentiate if I'm breaking Sharia or following Shaitan?
1: Yeah, so that's the practice of the overseeing spirit. The overseeing spirit is the is the is the prophetic footsteps, and we know if we're following the prophetic footsteps, then we are we are on we are on the path that is rightly tending is tending the right way, and so this and so on the path. What you learn then is that this inner voice. Uh, which can be very playful, childish voice, can also have a very mean side to it as well, a capricious mean side. And so you need to learn as you're watching yourself on the path, you need to be watching it with the overseeing spirit. Say, what's happening to me? When I'm accessing this part of me, this kind of voice, am I doing good things or am I doing bad things? Are things falling apart around me or are things coming together? So we're we're forever... uh, asking ourselves as we go to see the quality of our of this inner voice what's being said and so this is the practice of the the sufi path and this is why we have the we have the guides on the sufi path which help us learn what what is what and stay with the dream it's not like all dreams are perfect dreams they're nightmares too and so we need to be woken up from nightmare and we spit to the side we say not that don't let that happen So this is how we train ourselves. And and this is the training that all souls need to go through either in this life or in the next.
2: Um, You said the Fatwa has to be taken from a living heart. How do we get a living heart? What's the relation of knowledge and this living heart? How do I know my heart is alive and not dead?
1: Right? So the heart that is alive, so the, and that is, that's why Ibn Arabi says, it's all knowledge. You want knowledge. And knowledge is rain and water. So rain that falls down, which is fresh from its Lord, it revives the earth and makes the earth alive again. So when you see Mother Earth alive by this rain, you know you're seeing knowledge coming towards to Mother Earth. And when you see knowledge coming to your heart, if it makes you alive and good and generous, then you know it's fresh knowledge from its Lord. And if that knowledge uh, gets spattered on the, on the dust and there's just not enough of it so that you get little craters in the sand, little, the d- little dust craters, and the water evaporates right away, that's what Ibn Arabi calls the ulama rasum, the superficial scholars. They're the ones that the water comes and All it does is make pockmarks in the sand. It doesn't actually sit there. It doesn't get absorbed. That's the way knowledge is for superficial scholars. And then he calls the other ones the blockheads. (laughs) The knowledge comes but it gets frozen in a solid block of ice. And now it can't flow. It can't give you any life. It can't give you anything. So knowledge has to flow. It has to be enough so that it gets absorbed. And it has to be welcomed and the shirt opened up for it as it comes. So that's how it works. (laughs)
2: Nice. What is the connection between special face and overseeing spirit?
1: So, the, the special face is the place where all of this happens, and the overseeing spirit is the one that keeps an eye on what you do with that. So, if we're a baby, the overseeing spirit doesn't need to be there because you're not going to hurt anyone. But because you, we are adults, we have this overseeing spirit to keep an eye on us when we have this, this special face opened, when we're vulnerable, when our heart is open, we need this, this, the uh, overseeing spirit. And uh, Ibn Arabi talks about this, about the, when the, about the insane, he says, some people are insane by uh, physical causes like malnutrition, others are insane by the divine onslaught, that the divine radiates to them. Some of them are so knocked out, they die within days. Some of them are knocked out and stunned, but they can still dress themselves, they can still eat, and they can live a life. Others are, it's as if when you're speaking to someone and suddenly a messenger comes from the king and they turn their ear that way, they listen, and then they come back to conversation with you. So that's the other way that these tajalli, these radiances can come. And he says, but and again, why, who do we look to? For our, our, our example, the one we follow, we look to the, uh, the messenger. And the messenger, sallallahu alaihi wa was made strong enough so that any kind of divine onslaught did not wipe him away, did not, did not make him insane. He was made to be fortified and strong. And so that's our goal, is not to have emotional, mystical states, but to have the strength of knowledge that allows us to remain this baqa, to remain and not be annihilated, so we are annihilated, but we remain annihilated, but we remain.
2: How do we develop ourselves and communicate with our overseeing spirit? You've touched on that one already. Yes.
0: Yeah, so,
1: so, uh, so the communicate. So that's, in a sense, the true self, or or the the part that's watching over you, uh, guardian angels. Let's use that idea. Um, and you be and so the the path is to familiarize yourself with this, to practice things and to train. So we have trainings and practices and all of that. Um, and And so these practices and trainings and exercises, let's take fasting. So when you're fasting, no one knows whether you are fasting or not, but your overseeing spirit knows. So you can't fool your overseeing spirit. And so people who are, you know, like me, are intelligent. And I don't say this in a good way. (laughs) You can find ways to get away from anything. You can write down any law for me, and I'll tell you how to get around it. So so being intelligent is not such a great thing. So that that tells you is that you can fool everyone else, and you can fool your brain, but you can't fool the overseeing spirit, because it's saying, you know, whatever you're telling me, whatever argument you just gave me, all I know is... You're not looking very good at this moment.
2: <laughs> Can you do 330, 300?
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah, OK, so yeah, so, Yeah, so this, so J- Jalal and Jalasa, so sitting and then sitting with the majesty and then the majlis, the place that you sit. So this place, the special diwan, is also called the majlis, uh, the place where the Arafim come, the the mystic guides come, and the place where the angels come. It's the place where when you're having a dhikr, a a remembrance performance here, the angelic host is having one there, and they're having their own matchless there. So all of these are, are beautiful connections. Thank you. And then, and Jalal and Jamal. Uh, Ibn Arabi has a very interesting way of looking at that, that we think that Jamal is sort of the good one and Jalal is the, the difficult one. And he said, it's the other way around. It's the Jalal that is the one that makes you beautiful. And so you want Jalal. Not an easy teaching.
2: <laughs> is, is the inner voice connected to overseeing spirit or special face?
1: Um, is, is the, say that again, is the inner voice. Yeah, so, um, so... These angels are coming to, to us, uh, but they're actually coming from within us. And that's why there's this poem in chapter one, so beautiful, or prose, actually. Ibn Arabi says he gets in the presence, and, he all, and then he says, I didn't want to move my head. because if I, And if I did move my head, I would realize that all of this was coming from me to me. So, so this is why these inner voices and, the, and this place where this happens. It's not external, so we're not, you know, having tortured by schizophrenia. It's inner voice, it's inside. It's coming from me to me. And so that's why we begin these, the barriers and the separations become erased. And, and that's all exactly the way it should be. But when it comes to my behavior, then that's when I have to say, the overseeing spirit has to watch that what's coming into me and, and these forces that are coming into me, what's, what's the result of them.
2: I I think you already answered Stephen Hurtenstein's question.
1: Yeah. I mean, what what he's, what he's doing is he's taking just one little thing and then you begin, it's the guide for all of these other sentences. And that's, when you see someone doing that, it's absolutely beautiful. Someone takes ba-ba-ba, or ja-ja-ja, or jalasa, and then it all starts leading these other sentences and all of these sentences. And of course, this is also, I put in the middle of that slide there, the heart of Quran. This is when, uh, when Lex Hicks and Sheikh Noor, that he would take one thing and then bring it in. And so it's so interesting about, there's a brother right now. He's, I think he's still on uh, in Yemen, trying to translate from English to Arabic. And it's so very difficult because he's, re- he's talking from different levels and registers. So the one register comes and then Sheikh Noah will then add to it all of these beautiful adjectives and adverbs. And then you begin to see. so how do you translate these adjectives and adverbs? Well, they're, they're because they're flowing from this one thing. So he, So instead of just saying mercy, like Rahma, they'll say, the overflowing abundance of mercy, which is the kindness of the mother to the child, and he's going all around this one word, because that is the word that's guiding all of these other words and sentences.
2: Um, can you say what chapter you're talking about?
1: Uh, it's kind of all over, well, chapter two, the first poem is from chapter two, and then, um, yeah, just, just the first 10 or 20 pages of chapter two, which will make your eyes spin, so.
2: (laughs) Okay, talking about adab, cleaning the heart and following the steps of the prophet, how do we deal with rude abusive behaviors?
1: Yeah, so we and we have our we have the guide of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and how he dealt with the people who hated him, threw dirt on him, uh, you know, tried to. Uh, when he leaves the Kaaba, he overhears his son Ibrahim had just died. He overhears someone say, "Oh, look at that guy, he's not going to have any inheritance. He's like the lizard who's lost his tail," uh, and then comes down to them. I, we have given you Kauthar, which is the fountain, which is Fatima, and so uh, how did so how he dealt with all of that? This is the, what we find from the Sirah, the life of the Prophet, and it's one of the reasons why it's so so very helpful for us to go not necessarily to the collections of Hadith, but to the Sirah, to the life of the Prophet, and all these biographies to see how he how he did all of these things
2: some children have imaginary friend that act as a guide counsel is that related to the overseeing spirit
1: yeah i I think it i think it is and i I think that's part of the development stage so the baby doesn't have it and then soon two years old three years old four years five years old you begin to get this spirit and you see it as not exactly yourself but not not yourself either so this is it's you in the mirror it's you it's not you it's not not you so you begin to see that i have i have a self which uh, I have also a self which argues against this self. And this self says, no, this is the best thing to do. And so they play back and forth and they work back and forth. And you learn over the years as a child, um, what, what lying means, what telling the truth is. And Ibn Arabi says, "You know, the one part of you says, the intellect says, tell the truth and it's always and truth is always good. And Ibn Arabi says, but that's not, that's not right. Because backbiting is true. Saying something horrible about someone is true. But if it makes them hurt, then it's not a good thing to say. So, you ha- so the intellect might say, I'm just going to tell the truth all the time. Or the intellect might say, let's just be unfiltered. You know, we don't want to filter with the overseeing spirit. And they just blah, 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 blah. And that is not the way adults uh, act. And so, um, and, so we, and so children are learning that with imaginary friends. Uh, and, and they're learning this inner dialogue. And you say, I want to do that, but if you do that, you'll feel bad because you're really hurt, but I really want to do that. But then, you know, and so they're back and forth. They're, they're doing the inner dialogue. And as we, and then, and as we get more sophisticated, we, it, it's even easier to fool ourselves. And so this, what Ibn Abi says, beware of the, when God fools you. When God says, because and you get fooled and you get misled by knowledge, by just a little bit of knowledge. And so that's a problem is that because I get a little bit of knowledge and I can mislead myself by, by manipulating it, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And my brain is saying, wow, this guy is good. <laughs> so, and the rest of me is saying, don't go there. So, so this is part of the path yeah, from childhood onwards.
2: <laughs> I thought Ibn Arabi says there's no annihilation for us. Then how annihilate and remain?
1: So, uh, well, this is back to the new creation. At every breath or at every moment, there's a new creation. So we are on, off, on, off. That's just, that's just the way it is. So we are always on, off, on, off. And so our experience of being off um, is, the, is the one of, of that, that we no longer, we have no being, and we don't want to be off forever. We want to be back on again. So on, off, on, off. And then close to the beloved and distant from the beloved so back and forth back and forth so on off on off close far close far those are the rhythms of of human existence and the way that Allah created us yeah
2: I recall learning somewhere that Ibn Arabi practiced or recommended the practice of nightly journaling this discussion of hearing different voices Overseeing spirit, etc., reminds me of how journaling can help decipher the voices and gain clarity of heart. Is that true? Is that related?
1: Very good. Yes. Yeah. So when Ibn Abi has one place, he says uh, he mentions three of his his teachers, uh, and he said that uh, they used to at the end of the day. Uh, so when in Asia time was a you know, late night time, they would write down everything that they did or didn't do, and. Anything that was good, you know, they would say that was a good thing. Whatever was bad, they would say, I've got to make amends tomorrow to fix that bad thing, and I have to ask for forgiveness. So they would go through all of those things. And and definitely, that was a way to understand their own activities and actions and to evaluate them before they get evaluated on the last day of judgment. And Ibn Arabi says, but I went farther than my teachers. I wrote down every incoming thought and I asked each incoming thought, was it a good one or a bad one? And what I should do about it? I said, oh my God, this guy, no wonder. So then when he writes a 10,000 page futahata Makia*. it's nothing for him, right? He's been sitting there recording every one of his inner thoughts. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, but definitely that's the journaling. It's because it helps you, it helps you look at yourself. And that's the way to handle trauma and things that don't go well, is to be able to stand back and look at them uh, in a way that you can then see what was happening uh, without being over, be traumatized yet again, yet again, yet again. So it, it's, it's a very important method to, to see. Okay, now let me look from the overseeing spirits view point. Uh, let me go back to this point and then go back and forth. Good, good. I only
2: get states now and then. What things can I do to cultivate this to remain baqa as you mentioned?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the so Ibn Abi, uh, of course, is very much uh, cautious and cautions us about states, about trances and mystic states. Um, and he's and he's you know very negative about people who um, you know who want to go into these ecstatic states, and that's why when he came out of that state from the prayer, he asked, "Did I say anything bad? Did I, any bad words come from my mouth?" And so, what he wants us to do is have knowledge and faith. And so, so here are the here are the pebbles are in the, in the hands of the Prophet and and the companions come one by one and they hear they can hear the pebbles giving their celebration of allah the next companion comes and hears the, the pebbles giving this this uh, the celebration of allah and then the third or the fourth one comes and he doesn't hear anything so so it was just just for a few minutes there um, and, but with the faith because i have that from faith that i i read this and i know this and i and i know that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam held these stones in his hand and said these stones can speak And that that mountain, Uhud, loves me. And that this stump on the ground yearned for me and cried out for me when they made me a minbar to put inside the house. And so by faith, I have access to that. So it's when I have pebbles in my hand, by faith, I can say it's almost as if I can hear them because my faith says they are speaking. I might not hear it with this part of the ear or that part of the ear, but the heart knows that they are celebrating Allah. So this is what the the states that you want to uh, encourage are actually maqam, stations. And they're the stations when you have faith, when you know something is true and you don't need to have uh, the physical or the auditory evidence of it, but you know it's true. And that's how the heart is inside and the eyes look on the outside, sight, insight. And working together, you see the full picture. So we don't want to just see sights. So we don't say, God, show me yourself to you because God's showing himself to you all the time. That's not the point. The point is to know that everything that is there is God and is not God. And there's still God who's going to show another image.
2: Can you say more about Jalal and Jamal, please? Uh,
1: let's do that for maybe next week. That's a, that's a big one. It's, but it's, he just flips everything as he, as he is wont to do. <laughs>
2: How does the schizophrenic factor into this?
1: So the it's it's just to, uh, that the the that we train ourselves to hear voices and what these voices are and where they come from, um, and if there's and and if there's someone who is unable to do that, um, then it, it can be a very much a difficult situation. It's also a situation where the pen is lifted. So for the insane, the pen is lifted. And for the child who does something, the pen is lifted, it means it's not written down. Um, so, but for me as an adult, it is written down. So therefore, my behavior is I'm accountable and responsible for my behavior. And so um, if I'm in a situation where I the pen is lifted, it's actually not a good thing at all. It's I want to be responsible. I want to be accountable. And so I, I should search for knowledge and faith and not for states. And we have an Allahi about that. What, what do I care about passing states? We have an Allahi about that. <laughs>
2: um, uh, Latifa wrote before she had to leave, I think strengthen our relationship with our overseeing spirit through absolute honesty with the self and in return, we get magically rewarded.
1: Yeah, no, it's just amazing. And it, it becomes, I, I had not thought about it that way, but it is. It's this absolute honesty. So it's the, and it has, therefore, it has to be non judgmental. The overseeing spirit just has to say to you, I'm going to tell it the way it is. And then the you part of you has to say, I've got to accept that. That was told not for any reason, but to tell me the truth, and I've got to accept that. So yeah, total honesty. And then it is a very magical situation because then you are now looking at the face of your prophet, and you are following the, each footstep of your prophet, and you know you're doing that.
2: What about children having a relationship with their stuffed toy?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I, I I saw as a, a kid things that had uh, I would was I had. I wrote a very uh, kind of a dark story about the, you know people who did not appreciate some material thing, some toy, and uh, and it was and because it is because all of these things are the creation of Allah, and all of them are to be dignified and to be honored, and so um, so this so this speaking to to stuffed animal to imaginary friends um, these these are all true they're not the only thing, but these things aren't solid things, um, but they are true things, and so they're correlations. So there are a correlation between uh, the, the soul speaking to something in another, in a material thing. It's the same way when two human beings are communicating, there are it's the correlation, the communication, which counts, not the entities. So that when someone loves someone with divine love, they are loving, loving. It's not the solid entity, which is the love, but the solid entity in which this divine being is, is honored and respected.
2: What's the Arabic term he uses for overseeing spirit? Uh,
1: the ruh al-mudabbir. Ruh, the spirit, mudabbir, which is looking over, overseeing, managing. Um, uh, dabir also is to get behind something and look. So it has, has the word uh, "a back of the, the, the rear as well. So you're looking from behind, you're watching it, you're managing it, you're overseeing it, and roh, the spirit.
2: Is Ibn Arabi talking when you speak of, quote, our time?
1: So when Ibn Arabi is speaking, he said, this is our time. He's saying, this is the third part of the night. And my feeling is that, he and the other great wonderful guides of these times were speaking for a period that had not yet come. I think they were still in midnight, but they knew that there's going to be a new world, a new third part of the night, and so they spoke to that new world. Um, It's the way Sheikh Nourik talks about the new humanity. It's when you know that there's going to be a new humanity, a new way of seeing it. You're going to see people who are no longer colonized they're not under colonial masters and they're going to go back to independent judgment fatwa from the heart women leading the prayer women leading society they're going to go back to that because in that midnight period it was gone and all we saw was the male sheikh sitting in the center and all the stupid students sitting around him you know didn't know anything and now that's gone our time the third time is when we have the wisdom is in the community and we have the women leading the prayers and we have the the uh breaking of all of these traditions because they are no longer vessels which are adequate for what we're trying to do and our hearts are the place that we go to find out what is the path of muhammad which is not the same as going to a 300 page book and cracking it open
2: Saki writes, in my work with schizophrenic people, I witnessed had very spiritual experiences, but they could not control the rational mind to go in and out of them to function in this reality. That what the meds help them, that's what the meds help them do. Right,
1: right. No, yeah. And so and so the a way to not be overwhelmed by all of these things happening, to have some kind of of, of rational or overseeing part, which then can then keep an eye on things because otherwise the person is a danger to themselves and to others and so in the same way when to be drunk or to be in love uh there's a way to be in love and the way to be in love is to is to have it not be governed by the intellect but to be governed by the overseeing spirit which says go crazy in love but remember you have to respect people and boundaries and societies and so on
2: here's a comment about journaling Writing with the non-dominant hand helps not to block what wishes to speak out.
1: Right, right. And so, yeah, this, this, there are lots of ways that we looked at that. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and in some of your generation, maybe not so. Mine, uh, I, was, I was a little late for the 60s. You had stream of consciousness writing. You had all that. And you had LSD and mind-altering drugs. And we're saying that's not the way to go because the mind-altering drugs are the ones that take the overseeing spirit away. But when you write in another hand with your other hand, or you do other kinds of things like that, you have not exited from the care and supervision of this other self. You've released and be able to go beyond the intellect to this other place, and then you're and that's the place. Then you begin to explore.
2: Was the beautiful title "Cave of the Heart" mentioned by Sheikh Ibn Arabi?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phrase that we have now. Um, oh, and this is, uh, this is from our, uh, our, our friend in Yemen, yeah, and he's trying to translate all this. <laughs> so, well, the, the answer is, this is just like what you find Sheikh no doing all the time. He takes one word, and then he comes with these beautiful adjectives and adverbs, which follow along and which illuminate this one word. And that's why we had that poem in chapter two. We started with... And he spoke to you in the cave of Hira. So what that means is that before this, the, the kinds of prophecy where he got Quran and the angels visiting him, he spoke to you in the cave of Hira. He, he spoke to you, Allah, in the cave of Hira. So that speaking to the divine in the cave of Hira is what is accessible to all human beings because all created beings have that. That's the special face. Later, he's given all of these different kinds of prophecy and so on. So I can say, I can trace Cave of the Heart back to Ibn Arabi if you take a few verses from here and a few verses from there.
2: Um, Baki mentions Allahi 29. My soul is timeless, my body pure being. What can I care for passing existence? <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, did, Ibn, did Ibn Arabi speak of the Mahdi, the Second Coming, etc.?
1: Yes, yes, and uh, and we'll, we'll let's. I just want to sit in our time for a while longer before thinking about what comes next. <laughs> but uh, certainly, he talked about that too. But I think I think this is so. It is so beautiful. This is our time, and he with such generosity. He as he, look at chapter two, he said uh, the the letter Jim and the letter Kaf are coming from this eighth orbit and they're hot and cold and they're doing this with the wet and the dry and they're doing that, and you oh my god, and you imagine the people who are around him. See, he gave ijaza to umdalal, this this beautiful, he said, the daughter of the house. He said, you have ijazah, you have permission to take all of my work and to transmit it. So he's sitting around with 12, 14 people. Um, and Stephen Heurzenstein was the first to, to track these people who uh, stage by stage where they went. And they must have been sitting, what the heck is this guy talking about? There is no way they knew what he was talking about. Because you cannot find the things he say. You can maybe find a little bit in Kabbalah or something here. You just can't. No one was talking about those things that way. So he was speaking for people much, much, much later. And Talking about having, you have an uh, entire biome inside your intestines. You say, oh my God, what do people think when they hear that? Well, now we can say, and they say, and he's talking about, you know, women leading prayers. And he's talking about these things. What, What kind of world is he living in? Well, he wasn't living in his midnight world. He was saying, there's going to come a time where you'll have people who won't know anything about your institutions of sharia and fiqh, but they'll be working from the heart. And they'll be doing the true mission of the Prophet. And they're coming. <laughs> and it's our time.
2: So many expressions of gratitude throughout these, these chat notes, uh-huh. which I won't read because we're running short of time, but just I know you'll get to them later. Mm-hmm. Um, another question in Arabic view art and artistic expression as far as this discussion goes.
1: Yeah, so this this is the this is the idea of creation and creativity. Yeah. See the intellect uh does certain things and if you're so no no art is good that's governed by an intellect just the way no love is good that's governed by an intellect uh, i think art that's governed by the intellect is going to be very square it's going to be very defined and all of that so how is it that you can express something that blows away these walls but still has enough form and intelligence to be uh communicatable to the next person so I, I can just throw something and say, to me, that means this. But the next person, says, that doesn't mean anything to me. So if I want something to mean something to the other person, I have to throw it all together, but in a way that's intelligent. So the other person says, oh, I can see something very beautiful in here, or I can see something very meaningful. So it certainly is, it's the, it's this, that's, and that's the source then. So the source of our law, our, our law, the source of our legal activity, the source of our behavior, the source of our creativity, what we produce, That's going to the source. Cave uh, cave equals cough,
2: Cough, equals two plus five plus eight equals 15 equals six, the letter wa of the human being.
1: Absolutely. Very good. Very good. So the human being is the cave, is the place where all of this thing, all, all that place. Comes together. So that the one human, the perfect human. And then WAV, of course, is the when three and three come together. Everything is coming from three, three and three. So when three and three come together, that's six. That's that's the three and three making six. Uh so it all happens here. And then you add the third one, you get the nine, and that's says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, which is the basis for all synthetic languages that come afterwards. So it just goes on and on. Beautiful. Thank you.
2: Is, okay. Yeah, one, one more is the one word more. woman the same as the word female
1: say again the,
2: is is quote woman the same as female um
1: yeah so so the uh ibn Arabi uses different the different terms uh al marat the the woman and nisa the woman um and then and then unth, feminine or female um and so in that beautiful poem in chapter 560 he says he says He says alhamdulillah thank god there are no men there are only fertile feminine fields so he says that everyone every human is a fertile feminine field which receives as uh, something that's being produced with allah as the midwife so that all of these names are divine names are coming to us and we receive them as a fertile feminine field and as we're receiving them allah as the midwife which is overseeing the production of whatever is going to be produced. So that's the role of the, the, the feminine. And then he has, and then for marat, so the man is called al mar, and the woman is called al-marat, so you have an A and a T at the end of woman. And Ibn Arabi says, so, uh, so the man is given a degree over the woman, and so the woman is then given many degrees over the man, because all of her names have an A and a T on top of it. And so you have more letters, which means more quantity, which means more meaning, which means more number. And so yeah, that's his way of looking at all of this. But the one that was so beautiful is that when he says, it's the unth, the feminine is the ard dal unth, it's the fertile feminine field. And he says, we are all fertile feminine fields. And alhamdulillah, there is no man. So there's no one who cannot accept biologically, accept the transmission of the divine uh, radiance. And so thank God, we're all uh, feminine fertile grounds. Oh,
2: Um, there are a couple more, just (laughs) exuberant statements here. My heart is filled with gratitude as I called a friend to talk about someone who introduced me to Ibn Arabi. My friend did not know I'm going to talk about Ibn Arabi. I did not say anything, it keeps moving on me. And she said, she is in love with Ibn Arabi. I couldn't believe it. And then she invited me to this beautiful talk. My mind is just baffled with these synchronicities. I'm speechless. Yeah, yeah, so the
1: the dervishes will all have a story and many stories of these synchronicities. You do something and then something else happens and it just, you then, when those are happening, you realize that you're functioning, that your intellect could not have created that. Your intellect could not have planned for all of that. Um, and so it had to be some, some, something moving you to this direction, and then something else moves you in another direction. And it happens all the time. And when you see it happening all the time, you realize that this world is proceeding in a beautiful fashion, even if my intellect has lots of complaints about it, it actually is moving in a beautiful fashion. And so these are the synchronicity. We have a we have a, uh, another, a sister here who I met, when I met her and we talked about Ibn Arabi and I said, boy, she really knows a lot about Ibn Arabi. I said, so when did you first start a study? She said, last week I found out about him. So <laughs> there you go. So these are the, the things that you know, you're, you know you're on the right path when these things are happening. So. Oh.
2: I found it natural and true when I read that Ibn Arabi sees women leading the prayer is okay, but I don't know what the reaction of my mother or wife could be. That's
1: right. Well, and that's 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 for another time. But what Ibn Arabi, when he gets there, he says, and anyone who says that the woman cannot lead men in prayer is not to be paid attention to. (laughs) He says, there is no Quran or Hadith that is valid or authentic which says that the woman does not be the man. He said, in fact, all of us are a cosmos, even though we are, we are the, we are the human, human being is the cosmos, in one, even though I have a little mass, but I am the entire cosmos. And in me is the man, the woman, and the child. And so in me is, uh, is the intellect, is the nafs, and is then the, also the lower self, the kind of ego. And so those three are in me at all times. And each one of them can lead me, but if the third one leads me, I need to have my overseeing spirit to make sure I don't go astray. So each one of us are man, woman, and child, and that's that's who we are. And so we have, and so to find out how we react to the outside world, we have to act. Am I acting as a as a man, a woman, or a child? And so those things always come up. But that we are all a we are small in body, but large in meaning, as he says. <laughs> oh, thank you, okay, you Thank you. Okay, so wonderful to see everyone here. Take care. A letter,